Wesley, do you know you hear him every Thursday with me in studio talking about your finances? Hi, Wes. Yeah, hi, Noel. Are you lekker? I'm good, and you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Good. We said we're going to uh, talk about the budget speech a little bit more next week only. Yeah, yeah. But you weren't really surprised. You said... Uh, yeah, so I wanted to digest it a bit and see what people had to say. Um, but there, there weren't any real big surprises. Nah. Quite a boring budget. Um, I think for for taxpayers, that's the part that you're interested in. You know, yeah. How is it affecting my pocket? Yeah. And... It's the first time that I've ever seen, so since I've been paying tax, I don't know what that is, almost 20 years yeah. now, it's the first time I've seen that there's not been, not not even one little inflationary increase in the rebates that they give you, which means uh, you are going to pay exactly the same as what you were paying last year, but if yeah. your salary increases, that means you're automatically yeah. paying more tax. Yeah. Um, so normally there's a little bit of relief from that in the form of higher rebates or your, the brackets increase but none of that happens so um, and not even the medical rebates increased um, another thing that I was hoping to see was for VAT there's a yeah. there's a 1 million threshold that if you earn more than a million you have to register for VAT and that's been at a million for ages, ages. and I was hoping that they would push that up maybe to 2 million and kind of it solves a lot of problems for smaller guys but they're just so stuck between a rock and a hard place mm. that they can't even yeah. give little bits of relief like sure. that and um, they've got to just plug holes wherever they can and so yeah it Yo. just means we we're going to pay a little bit more and the syntax i mean <laughs> yeah, that's why that no one uh, minds if that increases no. you know so so that yeah they've hammered that thing where they can <laughs> Very interesting. Okay, we're here this morning to talk about modern retirement. Very interesting. We spoke last week, just so we had a lack of chat last week. I really enjoyed it. And it's leading towards today's chat as well. So today's retirement bears very little resemblance to a retirement of even 20 years ago. That's very, very scary. Mm. But the industry has changed uh, significantly, Wesley. So people are living a little bit longer. And then there is constant disruption in terms of technology or a worldwide uh, epidemic. So with all this change, what are some of the things one now needs to consider for a modern retirement yeah so i mean the thinking around this stuff has definitely changed you know 20 years ago you kind of planned for people to retire at 55 Mm. and to kind of live to 72 that that was you know the norm that was what the actuaries were working out on the life insurance policies as the average age and we're just finding with better technology and medicine that people are just living so much longer um and I, I thought I'd just share some interesting stats from an article that I read. So um, this has also got to do with the fact that because the world is so much more globally networked, that the impact of when you have had kids and your kids are adults, the fact that they are quite likely to be living abroad mm. also needs to be factored into your retirement. Yeah. So... Um, you know, p- part of that would be wanting to go and visit them. And if you've got multiple kids, it's likely that they're going to be in different places across the globe. So, yeah. you know, that's yeah. that's multiple trips. That's maybe to the UK or to Australia or Canada or wherever these people are going. Um, and again, with living longer, uh, you almost want to do this earlier on in your retirement while you're still healthy and able and have the energy to do that so it's really just something that you kind of want to to budget for and make sure that you've you've got that in mind when you're planning for your retirement and and then again like we've said because we're living longer there's 
the need to put a long-term healthcare mm. plan in place so that you can afford kind of a quality assisted living or frail care if and when that time arises. It's quite scary to think that, you know, I should be planning for my health and my old age right now. Um, and as much as they are encouraging trends like living longer, like you said, now there are some other health trends that we need to be more aware of uh, than ever before, you know, like Alzheimer's. How do we need to factor those into our retirement planning? Yeah, so uh, like uh, this is difficult for me to talk about because it's not happy, mm, um, mm. but it's a reality. So, you know, many kind of diseases and ailments, they are just a function of growing older. So we may be seeing more prevalence of these things, but it's because we're living longer. Mm. So um, it doesn't, living longer doesn't mean that you only need to budget for your future living costs, but you also need to ensure that your retirement funding is probably going to have enough to cover kind of these escalating healthcare costs. So this was from the South African Journal of Psychiatry and they're talking about the prevalence of dementia. It's at 5 to 7% of the elderly population or around 1% for everyone over 60. So I actually there's a lot of stats here. I'm going to say it like this. This is maybe mm. the easiest way to say it. Of the estimated 250,000 dementia sufferers in South Africa, around 35,000 of them also suffer from Alzheimer's. Sure. And the lifespan on that illness is between 10 to 12 years. So, you know, we need to factor in kind of retirement scenario plannings for the possibility of the a dementia diagnosis or something like that. Hey, if you've got a family history of that, if you've got yeah. a risk, a higher risk of that, it's just so helpful to start planning around just potential scenarios for that now. I mean, you're talking about health issues here, but something that has become more common is the concept of the sandwich generation, you know, where, where there are three generations living under the same roof. I know a family like that and it's working mm. very well for them. But how does that help with uh, these health issues you mentioned? Yeah, so, I mean, you say, you know, a family, my family um, in the Eastern Cape, that's exactly what they've done. My sister mm. and her family and kids, they've moved into my parents' house. My parents have built a cottage um, on the property and it works really well. Um, it, it obviously depends on family dynamics and relationships, but kind of with the rise in working from home, coupled with the interrupted schooling that we've had over the past couple of years, I think it's led to a lot of parents realizing the benefit of having their retired parents close by just to help with homework, with transporting children, with meal preparations, other kind of chores. Um, and then for them, for your, the, your parents, you know, living with their adult children in their retirement years, it also results in a cost saving for them, especially con kind of considering the high costs of being in a retirement village or frail care because now you've got your kids that can take care of you. They um helping with the expenses of the property. They're helping maintain it. Um, it. It's just kind of mutually beneficial both ways. So again, like your retirement plan, you'd want to factor in kind of if this is a possibility, how could it work? How could it benefit your parents? How can it benefit you? But th that is a nice synergy and it is becoming more common, yeah. kind of more prevalent. And then there's also the beautiful thing of your kids getting to really know your grandparents, to be influenced by them, to spend time with them. I mean, time is precious in these years. So there's, there's really a lot of benefits other than monetary. 
and it's like a jolly man. Every time I go and visit them, it's it's you know it has its challenges, obviously, yeah, yeah. but it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Okay, what about the option of actually working longer than fifty-five? Uh, as many people uh, seem to keep going right into their seventies. Yeah. So again, that's a trend that more and more is happening. So there's a lot of forward-thinking companies that are experimenting with what they're calling a phased or transitioned retirement. So you know. The old model was quite rigid at 65, you know, that's former retirement age, you, you're out of there, no matter mm-hmm. how uh, capable or competent you still are. And so um, what these companies are doing is they allowing a transition where uh, you, you, it's a phase kind of slowdown. So maybe it's four days a week yeah. uh, from 65 to 70. And after two years, then it goes to three days a week. And it's really helpful again for the company because there isn't this sudden loss of skill. Mm. Um, and for someone who's kind of entering those retirement years, um, it's quite an anxious time because you, yeah. you're uncertain, you're unsure of uh, what you're going to do. Are you going to financially be okay? And so having kind of an extra five years of work while you've got the energy, um, it eases that anxiety. And it also allows you to start experiencing what retirement's going to be like. Mm. Because now all of a sudden you've got a day or two days and, and you can start to get a feel for what it is that you'll do. So it's a really nice kind of managed process. So if that's an option, um, or you, that might even be an option that you want to bring to your employment and speak about very very interesting ways um i mean retirement is not retirement anymore uh, as we know it or as we knew it uh, way 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 back so yeah a lot of other things to to be uh, be planning for okay it really seems to be so much more than just uh you know what funds to invest in so if anyone if you're wanting to discuss anything further with ways please get in contact it's ways it's w-e-s at gda.co.za you can phone him as well uh ways well, if you need his details, just WhatsApp me in studio. If maybe you couldn't find it now or maybe you couldn't write it down, I'll gladly pass it on. Thank you, Wes. Have a cool. great week. Like and it. I'm looking forward to the, the budget speech. Yeah, we'll, we'll get thing. a nice summary next week. Cool. <laughs> okay. okay, Wes. Cheers. Cheers.